Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bing bong, 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 bing bong. Oh, yeah. It's suggestible time. It certainly is. This is the show where we go, oi, <laughs> listen up. We've got some things to recommend and you better. Get it up, you governor. Get what? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so trying. It's nine o'clock. I'm Claire Trenty. James Clement is here also. We Sydney are married. Mason, we're in sync, right? He says something and then I say something <laughs> and everyone goes, this is an award-winning show and that's true. <laughs> Or is this? I don't even know. I don't know what's happening. What would happen You think we should have more chemistry, Claire, being married? <laughs> you would think so. But you would think that. But after 17 years, mate, you can't expect chemistry. 17 years? Is yeah. that true? Yeah, it's 2005. True. No, nearly 18, yeah. Nearly 18. That's a whole person. That's a whole adult. That's nearly an adult, <laughs> yeah. Imagine, imagine that. We weren't even adults when we met. So here's... Oh, I met you when I was 19. I've known you nearly and half my life. And I was 44. <laughs> yeah, and that I think that's would normal. explain why you look so old. <laughs> <sighs> How are you feeling? You got up very early today. Well, I've been, as you know, Claire, I've been switching my gym habits. Leave a like, by the way, on the video, everybody. <laughs> That'd be great. And so I'm going in the morning uh, because I normally got like 9.30 in the morning or in the afternoon. By the time you get back and you shout and whatever, it's 11 o'clock and it's 11.30 and then you're like, I better do some work. Yeah. And then you look at your phone and then you look up and it's 3.30. <laughs> And you've got to pick up your kids. And then you're school. working at like at, until like yeah. midnight because you, yeah. So I started going at seven in the morning, which of course means getting up at six thirty uh, consistently, and I hate it. Okay, but it does clear up the day. The day. That's why I like getting up early, as I always have. For many yeah, but years. I, as I said to you, I want to be able to get up early and go to the gym and then stay up late, and it just seems unfair <laughs> that I can't do both. Okay, can I also put a caveat in for the listener by saying when you say you've changed your habit, it's been day two, two days. <laughs> it's true, it's been two it's days. It's the second day. But I'm also. All I have heard no, about all day is no. how early you've been up. No, it's three days. I did three days. Okay, three days. And. Three days. <laughs> I'm also back at the gym because I took a whole month off and I just had, I just, I just had, I just ate whatever. Summer and of James is I got my steps it. in. I got my 10,000 a day. But other than that, I wasn't I wasn't doing anything. No, which is so unlike you. It's so funny to me. You are so disciplined, and I know this because everyone we hung out with was like, James is eating chocolate? I've never seen James eat anything other than a carrot stick. What is he putting in his body? I didn't even body? know this is a thing people noticed about me, but, by the yes, way. Yes, I've told you for many years that you are so regimented with this stuff. I really don't knows. think I am. You absolutely are. And every time we hang out with people, like, you don't really drink that much and you look after yourself and it's really good. That's and nothing people to do notice. with. That's not like. Even Charlie what? Clawson, the one and only Charlie Clawson from Chosebox. He's way fitter than that. Yeah, me. but when he came over, he was yeah. like. And so it was Broden from Honey Donald. They were both like, oh, James, you're looking after yourself. Well, you know, and those are compliments <laughs> that I will take to my grave. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Correct. So I did a really lovely episode of Faux Fop with Charlie Clawson, yeah. actually. Which I just, I mean, I always love talking to Charlie. He's such a wonderful friend. But it was just, it was so much fun. I got to talk about music and artistry and David Bowie and Ooh. 
the homunculus that he and he's there's a word for the spider that lives in my brain. It's called the <laughs> homunculus. And he totally understood what I meant when I said that, which yeah. is so lovely. Because he's so, always gotta be doing stuff. Yeah. Throughout. I just I feel it was just a really lovely chat. So I mean if you're interested in me waffling on for ages about the creature that lives in my brain and how creativity works for me, go listen. Claire, look, I am interested in that, but I'm more interested in your new single, which came out on oh, Friday. yes, it did. It's already out. It's already out. It's called Free. Our daughter is at the start and at the end. It's about kind of, I don't know, what is it about? Letting go of the expectations of others and rediscovering who you are and your fire. And it's the most pop song of all, like a more, the most upbeat of all the songs on the record. Yeah. Well, it's basically just a cover of Hit Me Baby One More Time. So that's <laughs> yeah. why you probably feel that way. It's very, it's, it's very much a pop song. And it's interesting because the tone of the album is, it's, it's sort of stands alone, that song mm. on the album. Because I, I felt like the rest of it, it's so emotive that I wanted to do one that was sort of, more upbeat, I guess, yeah. and fun, even though the themes of it are still pretty full on. I, think I do a, talk about body image. I like it. It's well. good. And if you've got kids, kids might like it as well. Kids seem to like it. Yeah, kids really like it. That's yeah. why I'm making a little video clip of just like friends and their kids and whoever wants to and dance. People to, them in and yeah, stuff, and people yeah. are sending me little videos in portrait mode on their phone. So if you want to do that and you're a listener, I would love you to. All you have to do is film yourself 30 seconds in portrait mode on your phone. Dancing along to my single free. You can find it on Spotify or YouTube. Well, that's or all. Apple. That's all. That's all well and good, Claire. That all yeah. sounds well and good. But don't you have a live show coming up? <gasps> oh my goodness, I do. Shameless plugging all around. Disgusting. I do. <laughs> so it's on the Mason 11. would never plug anything. That's what I like about him. That's why we have an award-winning podcast. <laughs> he just he mainly he just drives a tram up and back. That's right. What's he going to plug the tram? Actually, no. He's always on a podcast. Who knows what he's, he's up doing to? Doing a thing. But he's I like been it. Super supportive. He never too, tells me any of his Mason. feelings or emotions. Which is why we're That's best friends. So weird to me. You guys don't know anything about each other's we actual know. lives. That is not true. Actually, you he knows that. everything about our life because he's just always here. And like, remember, he popped around the other night, and it was ten o'clock, and I was half asleep, and I, I was actually asleep because I fell asleep reading a book to our son. And then I kind of stumbled downstairs and was really disorientated. And mm. hey, we had this whole conversation that I don't really remember, but it didn't make any sense. And Mason was like completely fine and I was asleep yep. walking. Anyway, that's not interesting to anyone else. Colleagues, no, I take agree. that out. Mason's coming as well to the show. Yeah, he will be. Yeah, I'll yeah be it's well, on yeah. the 11th of February at the Brunswick Ballroom at 1 o'clock. Dr. Louise Peeler, who is an incredible Wurundjeri um, elder, is coming to do the Welcome to Country, which is such an honour, and I'm so excited she's coming. So she will be doing Welcome to Country. My cousin, Woody Sampson, is going to be playing, and they are incredible. They play the trumpet, among so many other things, and you will just – Absolutely adore Woody. He's just a joy. He's a delight. Bomb in a person. And then I'm playing my album. It's 11 songs, originals. She's just I'm playing so it excited. on the CD player. She's going to sit on stage <laughs> and she's got a little portable CD player she's going to play. Yeah, and was, we all have yeah. to listen. It sounds like that's exactly right. That would be much easier. I don't mm. know. Anyway, um, I'm playing it with um, Ezekiel Fenn, who is a music producer who produced the album with me. My vinyls are ready. They're going to be ready in time for the launch, which is super that exciting. That is cool, yeah. It is so wild when they sent the test press of the vinyl. Vinyl is crazy. If anyone is an expert in vinyl records who listens to the show, and I know there will be someone because we had bog experts. We have everyone. That's true. What a the bog smartest, expert. the best people on this podcast who listen. 
if someone knows how vinyl works, I know I could Google it, but write in, tell us. Yeah. Because it's so wild to me, all of that effort and all of that time and all that instrumentation and all that vocal stuff. And then it's just suddenly in little grooves mm. on a record. It's just amazing. Also, guess what? I didn't tell you this. It's so exciting. The, that Because now I've approved the test run. Next week, I'm actually going to go into the factory while they're pressing my record and see it being done. That's cool. I'm so excited. What it's do I have to do? Nothing. Even better. I think I'll bring my do- our daughter. What day is my that? My daughter. Our daughter. I don't know. They don't know. They can't tell me, so I just have to like. Wow, just show up they every did, day. No, they're just going to email me on it's the It's like morning. our boomers say you should get a job. You just turn up to the office and you go there every day with a briefcase <laughs> and a tie and just shake everybody's hand and by the end of the week you'll have a job in the mailroom. But don't eat too much smashed avo. I do it. That's what they say. Anyway, we got to get started. It's been we do, but eight yeah, to so ten minutes. There's a link in my show notes below if you would like to go to um, the show. Mosh Ticks, the tickets are available there. Yep. But the our whole album will be out on the 10th of February. So wow. On Spotify. So if you're overseas, you can also get it actually on the 10th of February. I'll have it as a digital download on my website. So if you would really love to support me, I would love you to buy that. It'll be $15 to get all of the tracks straight up in a WAV file and then you can also get a download of the digital lyrics booklet as well, which has got all this beautiful artwork from Australian illustrator Annabelle Warren who did my album artwork. Can I just say what an absolute bargain, Claire? 11 (laughs) beautiful songs. Only fifteen dollars Australian. Do you, do you know my first single's been downloaded ten thousand times? I made nine dollars fifty. <laughs> it's so messed oh up. The music industry is brutal. Yeah, you just as an artist, like you just don't make anything from streaming. It's really and why should you? Because there's no value in creativity. That's what I've always it's been saying. Devastating. So. If you feel like supporting me and all the work that I've done, and you're overseas and you can't obviously come to the launch, yeah. yeah but bearing in mind, do we don't need the money, obviously. No, like, you, you don't need to do that. On Spotify, I would love you to listen. Yeah. I'd also just love you to listen on Spotify. Yeah. That is absolutely enough. And yeah. if you also, music is not your thing, you don't listen to it at all, that is also fine. Either way. Either up way. To you. No all pressure. Right, all right, Claire. Now that you've had it, you've been talking for so long, it's time for me to talk for a little bit. Correct. It's about the movie After Sun, which you sort of watched a bit with me, and then you went, eh, I don't like this vibe, and you went to bed. Mm. So, this is a movie written and directed by Charlotte Wells. Uh, it stars Paul Meskel, who's an up-and-coming... Oh, he's mm. bigger now, but he was in uh, Normal People. He's going to be in Gladiator 2. He's going to be second Ooh. Gladiator. Ooh. Uh, and it stars him and Frankie Corio. And I'm not going to give the entire synopsis. I'm going to do a spoiler section of this. Uh, I'm going to come round to that. But I'm just going to talk about it in kind of vague terms of what it is about and all these kinds of things and the feelings it evokes because it's kind of... If I say what it's about, you kind of you go into it with a different mindset does that make sense Mm -hmm. okay so it's basically on the surface about a girl and her father they go on a vacation to turkey in the early 2000s right now it's told uh, a number of ways it's shot like a regular film Mm -hmm. and it's also shot using like archival footage where the characters have like a like a video camera from that era and they just kind of film each other and their little adventures so it's almost as if like the, the stuff that's recorded on, on the video is kind of what is re- what really happened. It's like actual like footage of the events and the, the, the normal filmmaking stuff is almost kind of like a memory or a dream or like a perception of events. It's got a kind of, it's got a kind of bizarre kind of quality mm. to it that I can't really explain. It doesn't really, yeah, you, you, if you see it, you, you'll know what I mean, I think. 
So on the surface, yeah, it's so he's a young divorced father. He's in his early 30s. Uh, you don't really know why, but uh, the ma- him and the mother of this girl, they've broken up, but they seem to be on good terms and they just kind of hanging by the pool and snorkeling and like eating good food and, and you know, having a few drinks and all of, all of that. Well, she's not because she's like 11 years old, but there's all these kinds of hints that something like isn't right, like with him specifically. And you also get the sense because she's quite intelligent. She knows that, but she's also 11, so she doesn't. You can't, can't quite really put a finger anything. on it, you yeah. know? And uh, and he's also, like, he's quite reserved about what's going on with him. And so as a result of that, she, you know, she, it's things kind of move along and you get the sense there's these little hints that, like, what might be going on in his life. Like, is he is he sick? Is he, like, mentally okay? Like, you, there's hints towards he doesn't have much money and, and all of these different kinds of things. Uh, but nothing, like, because he's... All of the inter- most of the interactions with him is through his daughter. Like he's not giving her the full picture because you know she's she's a child, right? So it's like it's this really beautiful kind of exploration of their relationship, but at the same time, it's it's like weirdly ominous, and I don't really know why. But you get the sense as you're watching it that like something bad is going to happen. Or something bad has already happened. Yeah, that's why I had to go to bed because I yeah. I kind of felt, and I don't actually think this happens, that something bad was going to happen to her. Yeah, so it is that kind of sense like they kind of linger on things and you're like you don't know why because you're waiting for someone to drown or like get kidnapped or she was get assaulted murdered or, or assaulted or something like that. Yeah. And and you kind of not that it, it not that it never arrives, but it's I don't even know how they do it because it's just kind of this kind of building of tension, but there's nothing specifically that you could be like, that's why this feels kind of weird, you know? I mean, mm. there's there's more kind of direct moments, but they don't necessarily tie into like why it all feels weird and like a little bit sinister, you know? But there's also like there's a lot of levity in it, you know, and they have fun little interactions and, you know, and they, she meets like other teenagers and a boy that she likes and all this other kind of stuff goes on. And then, like, at the end, it kind of all clicks into place about what this was all, like, about and kind of, and it just kind of pulls the curtain back and not even fully about, about what happens uh, or what has happened, I, I should say. So I'm going to say spoilers now. Okay? Yeah, can you tell me? Because yeah. I, I left the room because I, the tension was too much for me yeah. and my brain at the moment I'm really trying to, like, look after my sort of energy and my headspace. And so anything with that kind of ominous feeling, I just go, no, I can't cope with it at the moment. Yeah. And so I should also point out that uh, uh, this is part of the spoiler as well. Like this is a trigger warning for like suicide. There's nothing explicit in this. Like you don't see any of that. But what is implied and is true what this movie is about is when they part ways towards the end of the movie, he kills himself, the father. (gasps) And that's what, and what you've realized is going on, and this is interspersed throughout the movie. She's now the age that he was when he died. And so it's her as an adult with a baby, and she's got a partner looking back at this video and thinking about the events and trying to piece it all together and trying to get an understanding of who he was based on like the fragments that she has like of him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's that's basically it. Like it's, oh, 
and there's things that yeah and it makes you kind of look back and go oh shit like that was the you know like it it all it's so well constructed that it's a better movie like the more you think about it and I haven't revisited it I probably won't because it's like super fucking depressing but it makes me want to go back and like watch it through and just for the like they're both amazing like it's just they're so good, like both of them, like to get. And he's like twenty six. He's not. He's not even that old. No. Right? What? Is, um, why does he t- commit suicide? Do they tell you? Not really. Because no. There wasn't anything terrible I mean, that happened. But there's hints, like you know that, like he's got a drinking problem, and you kind of see that, or maybe he's just having fun on holiday and he's just kicking back, you know. But there's also like there's moments where she's like, "What? Did, I'm eleven. What did you want to be when you're eleven? And he kind of like pauses and he's like, "Can you turn the camera off?" And so you turn the camera off and then it cuts to like, and then it shows just like her memory of the events. And he doesn't want to kind of talk about it because the implication is that he, he's not who he thought he would be. Like he's not happy. Uh, he's not, yeah. he doesn't like, there's a moment where she, she drops her goggles in the ocean and you see it like really like, it really kind of throws him and he's not mad at her, but he's just like that, like, I don't have any money. Like that cost. That hurt me. And she also realizes that. She's like, I'm sorry that, you know, this, that I did this. And he's like, I'm not, I'm not mad at you. I'm just, but, you'll, but you don't know kind of so again up, until so the end. So there's sort of yeah. money problems. Yeah, there's, that's, but that's like a fraction of it. Like, and you, like, he's depressed, it seems. Like he's, he's suffering from depression and he doesn't have like people around him potentially or any kind of, it just things have maybe haven't worked out for him. But you don't even, you don't even know why specifically, which I think also adds to it because it's from her perspective, like as an adult as and child. as a, and, as, and also yeah. as a child. So you only kind of know what she knows and she doesn't even really know, you, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's fascinating. Yeah. Because also I, I feel like for people who have lost someone to suicide and if anyone's listening to this who has, I, my heart's just so broken for you because I know – a friend of mine had that happen. Yeah. And you never really know. No. You never fully, un- well, for them anyway, and I think this is a common thing, you never fully understand why they did it. Yeah. Or you, f- and then you, and you're forever kind of trying to understand why you would leave that in that way. And then, but then also Glennon Doyle writes about it really beautifully. She says that in her circles with addiction, and in um, groups of, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous and all of those sorts of things that they actually feel like when, when that happens and someone does that, they understand. It's like it was, right, yeah. life is just, it was too painful yeah. to be here. And, the, and but you, but, oh, God, it's so complex, yeah. isn't it? I mean. And, and that kind of tension and the questioning you get that through the whole film. Yeah. I was feeling that. It's, it's weird because yeah, I was you know confusion. You know something's wrong, but you, like and like her, you you but, can't. You just can't sort of figure it out. Like it's yeah. You just don't know what's. Ha- and but he's also like a beautiful dad. Yeah. Well, that's well. the other thing. Like it's it's never from the perspective of like he regrets her, and he's trying very clearly to trying to give her this amazing holiday. And maybe yeah. he went into the holiday knowing that it was Less. the last holiday. But I don't even think that's true necessarily. But that's also an interpretation of like that's how I see it. Yeah. So, I I mean I don't know. I mean I've kind of I've obviously spoiled it if you've if you've come this far. Uh, but yeah. um, 
if you're coming back after the time code, so no more spoilers. It's ama- It's got amazing performances. It's uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty depressing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's it's it's. I mean, I can see why it's you know being talked about, mm-hmm. you know, and and you know various awards and and has won awards already. And just the the writing by, I mean, the performances again, but being written directed by Charlotte Wells, it's yeah, incredible. I yeah, I can't wait till mm-hmm. a Marvel snatcher up and make her do. <laughs> something terrible. <laughs> a Actually, Black Widow sequel. It, it is so nah. exactly what I love about art that it's a, a sort of ambiguous in some ways and but it draws out emotion. Yeah. And I think sometimes, and I know this is a broad stroke to say, but I do think women in particular, like female directors when it's done well or writers, mm. often play deeper into that emotional landscape in yeah. an interesting way. And, I, and I'm not saying that's all women or men can't do no, that too. No, men no. absolutely can. But there is something in the depth of the complexity of emotion mm. that I find really interesting that I feel like sometimes is more of a feminine energy yeah. in it if I'm, I'm trying to articulate myself. So, for example, and I know I'm in a music headspace, so I, but I, I, like the video that I made, yeah. I was trying to communicate to Tom who was there producer and like we co-directed it that most of it I wanted to be emotion based right and I and I actually don't even know if I put it into words well enough to explain it because I couldn't storyboard it in the way that he wanted because I was like I'm gonna have to be in the moment and you're just gonna have to film me (laughs) spinning and he was like and I could tell he was like okay Uh, (laughs) what do you mean but it's because and I if you've watched it there's, I, I wanted emotion to come through that I had created in the sound. Yes. And, and it's, it's sort of ambiguous in that way as well because mm. it's, but there is this like, because the levels of emotion that you can create, like they're just, you know, endless. I mean, I've, Brene Brown has re- recently put out a book called The Atlas of the Heart right. where she documents like just all of the emotions a human can experience and it's, so huge and so thick and so many. And when you really drill into it, you realise we kind of think happy, sad, angry, scared, worried. You know, you start you sort of think of them as at a, a baseline yeah, of okay, things. Yeah. But actually human emotion is so complex and it drives so many of our thought patterns and decisions. And, and so to represent that kind of feeling in a film is so clever yeah. to do that and twist it at the end. And not have huge kind of events happening. No, it's uh, that's it, what I find. Because again, like, yeah. yeah, I I guess what I'm trying to say is I think with film, I find that so interesting that you can have not a lot happen, but it's the depth of emotion that is created for the audience, yeah, which makes it interesting, even when not like huge events happen all the way through. It's a little bit like that book Sorrow and Bliss that I loved from last year it was my favorite book of the year by Meg Mason. The character, there's not a lot that happens in that. There's a breakdown over marriage, but that's kind of it. And then yeah. the complex family. But there's not a lot of like big sweeping kind of like gripping crime thrillery events through it. Mm. But it's the depth of an examination of the human condition and emotion yeah. that is just so rich and so gripping. Mm. So, And that's, to me, that's what I love in art. Um but I also couldn't finish watching that film. No, I understand. <laughs> because yeah. of that, because the depth that, yeah. of emotion was coming through was yeah. so much for me that I couldn't 
I just couldn't. It's almost I couldn't bear it. Well, I uh, what I like about film <laughs> is that the worst thing anyone's ever said. Yeah, it's I couldn't the worst. bear to sit and I couldn't watch do this it. art house. Couldn't film. possibly. <laughs> I know you uh, love that. So you love all up. that. You love emotion in film. I love in film. I can give you an example uh, in the latest Batman movie where <laughs> Robin Pat- Robert Pattinson is chased to the roof of the police precinct and he's in his Batman costume. He needs to escape because he's just punched Commissioner Gordon. He gets to the roof and he quickly zips his um, his wings around him and you realise that the cape that he's got is actually a wingsuit and Wowza. he jumps off the roof of Gotham PD yeah. and as he flies down he, he clips like the underside of a bridge and then slams into a car. And I saw that wow. and I'm like, ooh, that's good cinema, I said to myself. <laughs> I was like, ooh, was, that looks really hurt. Can you articulate hurt. your emotion? Yeah, I like that? it when he hit the bridge and then he hit the car, the Claire. That's what, what would I we like. say, that joy? Yeah, no, that I was, was like, damn, joy. that would have hurt. <laughs> that's got to hurt, I said. That's what he said. When he hit the bridge. That's what you said. I love it. Anyway. All right. Can I recommend something else Please. now? Okay. So this oh, is... it's on streaming and it's still in cinemas and whatever, whatever. And what's it called again? After Sun. One After word. Sun. Yeah. Excellent. Ooh. It's also, he's so handsome, that dude. I like him a lot. Yeah. He doesn't have a necklace from the, um, no, he's from in the show. Normal People. Normal People was great. Is he Connor? Is that his, his name in Normal in People? Yeah. yeah. And he's got the necklace. There was a whole Instagram account just dedicated I to I remember that we talked about it and I was something like, I didn't even know he had a necklace. incredibly hot about him wearing that necklace. I don't understand it, but so many women do. We'll never and, understand And people it. who are into men. It just, honestly, I sure. don't know what, I couldn't even articulate it for you. Do he's not gonna, buy a necklace. He's going to be, <laughs> he's going to be big. I mean, he is already, like he's getting there, mm. but he's going to be huge. He's only 26 too, so he's got yeah. his careers like just really started. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Very one to is, watch. Anyway, he seems very nice. I think so too. Unless he's not, in which case I hope he. <laughs> caveat. Hope he gets cancelled. James, classic caveat. Yeah. All right. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Can I talk about mine now? Yeah. All right. So this is a fun one. I want to talk about Matilda the Musical, oh, the Matilda new the musical. version, the movie that's out on Netflix currently. Yeah. We watched it with our kids. The soundtrack is bloody awesome. I loved the stage show. One of my students actually played Matilda in the stage show here in Melbourne. Yes, yes, yes. It was originally written, obviously, by Roald Dahl, the classic book Matilda, which I loved as a kid, and then it was turned into a musical by the – Amazing Tim Minchin, who yep. is just a genius, and we love Unless him. Unless he's cancelled, in which case we Correct. disown it. But or... he's an Australian um, comedian, singer, songwriter, yeah. all kinds actor, of things, actor, upright else. as well. Is really amazing. We will talk about that, but we won't talk about that today. That's no. his TV show. But we have talked about that. Yeah, the second season. Have you watched it? Not yet. Okay, yeah. But so it's, we'll talk someone about it recommended it. it for me. But I will. Your cousin, Woody. Yeah, he did. Plus some listeners as well have okay, emailed cool. me into right. the show. Anyway, I want to talk about Matilda the Musical. So if you haven't watched it with your kids yet, oh, my goodness, our kids oh, you are just obsessed. watch it if you like Roldell. Yeah, oh, you absolutely could as well. It's not just for kids. It's so genius and the music is brilliant. Tim Minchin's lyrics are so cool. It's directed by Matthew Walkus. Um, he's a British theatre director, filmmaker, lyricist and playwright and he worked on Lord of the Rings. 
Did he? The new one, I assume. I'm assuming, yeah. So the cast is really excellent. Emma Thompson plays the villain, the Trunchable, who is like the school principal if you don't know the story of Matilda. Um, Alicia Weir plays Matilda Wormwood and she is just great. excellent. Really Lashana Lynch plays Miss Honey and it's she's just stunning. Love Lashana Lynch. Sorry. Love Lashana Lynch. She's great in the new Bond movie. She's good in Captain Marvel and also the latest Doctor mm. Strange and movie. Also. And she can sing beautifully. Yeah. She sings um, This Is My Big House. Fan. Oh, God. So many songs in this. Like Tim Minchin is a, has, is a genius with theatre and his songs just have this way of really capturing this intense kind of emotion. It's just beautiful. Her song, my favourite song of the album, oh, there's a few, Quiet is my favourite one because it's all about her um, Matilda's kind of internal world and how she ends up creating yeah. her powers, which I also is feels very close to home for me for how I often feel in my inside my head. I oh, love that By the song. way, he worked on the stage musical of Lord of the Rings. He's a stage director. Oh, I was that's just looking at his filmography and, yeah, it's mostly like Oh, because I just read Lord of the Rings. But stage, I didn't realise they had a Lord of the Rings stage show. That's yeah, really interesting. it's never been here as far as I'm aware. Um, so there's some other characters that I love. Sindhu V, the comedian, plays um, the librarian, Mrs. Phelps, and that is genius casting. She's wonderful. I love her on Instagram. She's obsessed with mangoes and I love it. She's excellent, Sindhu V. So great. Um, Stephen Graham plays Mr. Wormwood, Matilda's dad. Great. Very great, hilarious. Mm. Andrea Riseborough plays Mrs. Wormwood, her mum. Ooh, a bit of controversy about her at the moment, Claire. Oh, why? What's the controversy? Uh, apparently she was whining and dining some Oscar folks about because she's nominated for an Oscar. And people for that like, role? No, no, this is for another thing. Oh. And people are like, oh, is that, a, is, that, is that legal to do that? Is that within Isn't the Oscar norms? It all Who gives a shit? They all, that's what they all do. I thought that's what they all do, yeah. yeah. Anyway, she's great. Uh, she's great in everything. She's really awesome also. Oh, right. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Charlie Hodson is this super cute kid. He plays Bruce Bogtrotter. He's yeah, one yeah, of my yeah. favorite characters is the kid that classic eats the giant um chocolate yeah cake if you don't know the story that won't make sense but he is just really excellent in it and there's lots of other amazing cast so a lot of really well cast cast kids in this very talented really really well cast oh my goodness the, singing and yeah the and singing in the school is really excellent revolting children has become an anthem in our yeah. house they love it when i grow up is so poignant it's about what it, it's just a genius song because it's so nostalgic for adults, but also mm. beautiful for kids. And it's just about what you what you'll do when you grow up. When you're a kid, you're imagining like lollies at all times of the day. And all wait, when stuff. I grow up or revolting children? No, when I grow up. Okay, yes. Yeah, so. Whereas revol- but I think re- when I grew up is so beautiful because it captures something about childhood, but also is so poignant about being a grown up. Yeah, <laughs> and how hard the world actually is. Yeah. Well, I think it's hard either way, you know, like being a kid is like weird and bad a lot of the time. Yeah, totally. Yeah. But there's that complexity about you feel like you'll just everything will work out once you're a grown up. Yeah. And then and you'll have all the answers. And, and actually you have less answers. Yeah. There's great lines ways. like when I grow up I'll be strong enough to carry all the things I have to carry around when I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like that. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, I'll be yeah, oh, it's just so beautiful. Yeah. Um Yes, I so love that naughty song because what what I I'm sometimes like, you've got to be a yeah. little bit naughty. It's basically just being like, "Hey, when you're a kid, sometimes it's okay to just like you see maybe something in injustice, or you see a scenario yeah. where you can have a bit of like harmless shenanigans." And it's like just yeah. do it. And I fucking love that. 
Like I, even as a kid, I love that. Just a moment to be like, I'm going to do something and see if this happens and I get away with it. Yeah. <laughs> Not like massively destructive, just yeah. be like, let's just see how this plays out. But also I love the message that when you're an adult, you don't always have to play completely by the no, rules yeah. as well. Like think for yourself. And yeah. sometimes you do have to think outside the box and not just do what everyone tells you to do. Yeah. I love that message for kids. I also love the message of being small, but actually small actions can have a huge impact. Yeah. You know, the, um, the tiniest might packs the, the mightiest, mightiest thing. thing. Yeah, exactly. We've been listening to it the, a lot. Yeah. And what is it? The creak of a floorboard? The creak of a floor, something about the start of a war. Yeah. Like yeah. Um, it's just, I love all of that it's language. It's about like tiny things that lead to yeah. bigger. The flap outcomes. of a wing. Yeah, yeah. All of that stuff, those tiny little things. And that idea that as a kid, you can have a big, bigger impact. Mm. And even just as a person, as a grown up, when you like Miss Honey's character really struggles with, um, she was really emotionally abused by the Trunchbull yeah. and kind of is being emotionally controlled by her. And then her character growing into herself and realizing that actually, even though she's only one person, she can have a big mm. impact. Mm. And I think that's so beautiful for kids, but also for grown-ups. There's just so many multi-layers that you can enter in. Even the first song um, that our kids love, or our daughter in particular, about um, a miracle, and it's all about yeah. how parents all think their babies are miracles. Yeah, which is true. Yeah, they uh, are miracles. <laughs> exactly. But also I just find that, you know, funny. There is that like, in, like is my kid a genius? Oh, wow, look, that kid made yeah, I smiled just, already. Is and that, all does the that parents mean it's emotionally like, intelligent or whatever? Correct. And it's all like, the, no, it's probably gas. Yeah. <laughs> and just each parent becomes obsessed with their, their own little tiny mm. baby. And it's so true in taking a million photos and it's just, yeah, parenthood and all of that stuff. It's beautiful. So I totally recommend watching it, Matilda, the musical. Yeah. Not just for kids, for everyone. I it's completely great. agree. Mm. I think it's missing some stuff from the um, book. from both the book, uh, but more so the stage play. I feel like there's like a an exploration of like her intelligence and her powers, which is kind of like brushed over. It is brushed and over. Or, you're or right. like, because I, I mean, I, you, it's not that you'd be lost. You wouldn't be like, I don't understand this. But a lot of the book, and I think more of the stage show from memory is, like, dedicated to that. And the book in particular gets into, like, the feeling that she gets and how she does it and all of these different things and, and like, the concentration it takes and, and all of this. Yeah, and even yeah. just the genius of her. Like, the yeah. movie doesn't really go into her being really No, it's just, really like, oh, she's gifted. smart and there's a bit where she solves some maths problems and she reads a lot of books. But that's pretty much it. I mean, you, you obviously like, you get it. Like, you, you yeah, get it. yeah. And I also think like this, like it kind of wraps up. It feels like there's some scenes missing mm. where like the trunchable gets her comeuppance and all of that. There's like, it kind of happens in a weirdly edited way where like, I think it there's some stuff. happens a bit fast. Yeah. Stuff going on there. But, um, and the, there's no brother in it as well. Though. Well, there's no, no brother in the show. Yeah, that's true. So that's like, yeah, because you're currently reading the book with our son. I am. It's so um, much more complicated yeah. and yeah. in Book's a amazing. great way. The Such book is amazing. Book. It's interesting though because I think kids are watching things that are so fast-paced now that access yeah. of books that we read as kids, it feels slow. Yeah, does he like it though? He is liking it but he's a bit confused and it's a bit slow. Yeah. Which is really interesting it, to it me. It does get into like the family dynamics more. You find more about the brother. You find about how she started reading at a young age and you, fo- you find you all these things out about her. There's like it's the slow reveal in the classroom of what she knows. And yeah. like you see like Miss Honey kind of like 
finding what level she's at and she keeps like And it takes a while, whereas yeah. it all happens very fast in the film. And I yeah. guess it's also a different format and yeah. all of those things. Yeah, but still it's great. Love it. Love great it really block. good. The, the soundtrack's on Spotify and it's really excellent. Lots yeah. of fun. All right, that's the Lots show I think today. Well, we, well, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Oh, whoa. Sorry, I've forgotten. It can't forgotten be the show until you read Have a letter. I've forgotten something. And I tell everybody that you can actually review the show and you can do it in an app. Whatever app, whatever program you're listening on, unless it's BigSandwich.co, which is our own private Patreon. If you play $9 a month, there's a bunch of stuff behind a paywall. Claire. I see. Yes, uh, you but are yeah, correct. Uh, I'm just reading reviews and more reviews would be great. I'm nearly out of reviews to read. So this one is from Richard Johnson TX who says, it's been eight weeks. This is five stars, by the way. <laughs> And she still hasn't read Project Hail Mary. I Zero know, out of five guys. stars, JK. But you you did give a hard date, didn't you, on when that was supposed God, to. Uh, did I? I can't remember. Yeah, I think you said like five years. So oh, you've got no. time. Yeah. All righty. Okay, I can do it. Maybe not in the, the next 12 days before my live show. Oh, I'm doing ah, a live show. I'm an artist. That's I'm you. I'm going on the radio. Oh, yeah, I mean, I know I like this week. is an audio medium, but I've never been. Like I'm going on. The, I've been once. I've been at on like the 10 radio. 10 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you have too. You have been on the radio. Have Your I? snooze went off during it. Oh, yeah, You woke I did. up when Will Anderson asked you to come on and it was when, what's his? Like, Stan Lee Stan Lee died. Away, yeah. And I woke you up and you jumped on, but then your phone my, alarm, my alarm went, went off. Oh, on yeah. live radio. That was good. No, I was going to say, well, that happened. But also when I was a kid, I rang up John Fain in the conversation now on ABC Radio to defend video games. It was like video games are too violent. And I was like, video games are not too violent. I was like, this is, I was like. <laughs> Did you argue with your Yeah, face? I was like, no. Nice. Did you really? I, I wouldn't like any other oh problem. I'm God. like, I'm not interested. So I'm like. Wow. Have you ever played, I said to him, have you ever played the game Mario? And he's like, no. And I'm like, fuck. Okay. Uh, basically, he jumps on like creatures and he's like, well, that sounds very violent. And I'm like, I, I don't know then. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, I was right, Claire. <laughs> I was right and John Fane was wrong. I was a child. I just didn't have the mental capacity to best him. But if there was a rematch, Claire, if you were Matilda, it, yeah, you would have had the mental it was, capacity. No, if it was today, I, I could, I could beat John Fane Isn't in that he particular. Like Eighty-five now. It doesn't matter, Claire. <laughs> I could have beaten him twenty years ago. I could have beat him as a fourteen-year-old boy. I, I God believe damn you. It. I believe you, James. I was you're yelling at me like I wouldn't. I don't think that. I have full faith in you. But you were bested by Joe. It was Fane. very ignorant of him because they were talking about at the time there was, remember the Tokyo subway gassing? Yes. Somebody made a video game about that. Some fucking psycho, right? And then all of a sudden that's reflective of all the medium. It's like, well, video games too violent or whatever. It's like, no, that's just a very fucking weird person doing a terrible thing. Like if someone writes a bad, but like Hitler wrote a book, no one's like, well, books, what, what's going on with all these books? This is a book by a Nazi, you know? I know. Do God I damn ever? it, Claire. Look at all my arguments. <laughs> Look at them. Anyway, do you have a letter? I do have a letter. Is your rent done? Fucking Are you John okay? Fine. Man, you should wake Thinks up early. He's better than me. Not on really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, he probably does. Anyway, okay, let's move on. You can email the show, suggestapod at gmail.com. We would love you to. Recommendations, comments, questions, all the things. We would love to hear from you. If you know anything about vinyl and how it's made, love Why, that Why, though? Why do you need to know that? Because I'm so curious because I'm but having my But you're literally going. I know, but I would love to know about it before I go so I'm not I'm not taken aback. When they ask me questions, I can be like, oh, yes, that's the hinky donk that makes the groovies goes, bloop, bloop, on bloop. the round thing. 
Oh, anyway. He's re- oh, he's retired, Claire. He's 66 years old, though. He's not well, that 66 old. 66 is not that old. He would have been quite young. He would have been like my age. Yeah, correct. Wow. That's embarrassing. For him. <laughs> or is it? Who knows? You probably should have invested him in video that. Games. Anyway. Hi, James and Claire. This is from Jack Williams. Hello. This is a great album that I definitely think Claire would be interested in. The album is called Mark Tremonti Sings Frank Sinatra. This is a cover album recorded by Mark Tremonti, who is a phenomenal guitarist for the band Alter Bridge. In addition to that, yeah. Alter Bridge? Yeah. The Creed band, where all the former members of Creed went and made this band called Alter Bridge. Yes. Except for the lead guy from Creed. In addition to the album, he has launched his Take a Chance for Charity initiative to raise money for National Down Syndrome Society. Oh, nice. His goal is to challenge people with a platform to take a chance for charity and do something not expected of them. This album is also recorded with the living musicians of Frank Sinatra's band. Tremonti was inspired to launch the program after he found out about his daughter Stella's Down Syndrome diagnosis. Hmm. Tremonti has always been a Sinatra fan and has raised more than a billion dollars for charity during his career. So this inspired Tremonti to set up his charity. Ah. It's a great album for a great cause. Thanks for your time and all the content throughout the year, especially all the bog content. As being from rural Ireland, my friends were shocked that I was listening to a podcast that had a bog discussion. That's what we're here for, all the bog content. It's It's greatly appreciated all the time and effort you both put into all your platforms. Kind regards, Jack. Mm. What a legend. Thank you so much, Jack. Love that. That's that was really, really interesting. Great. I know. What a cool thing to be doing. Yeah, they've done a lot of activism. They're sort of a Christian rock band or they were? Yeah, because I don't really, like I only know of them. Like I don't know them. They they started in 2004. Right. Scott Strap leads. Anyway, so John Fame was born in 1956. Oh, here we go. And we probably had this discussion in about 1994, <laughs> which would have made him, what, 38 You should write to him. Which means he's about my age. Wow. Which now it's time. It's time for the reunion. Time. This is like that movie you were talking about where you're like reflecting on a thing that happened in the past and now you're reflecting on it in the future. How can I find so John weird. Fane? Where somewhere he, in where an archive, if somewhere in an archive there is probably that argument. I would pay a lot of money to hear that. Yeah, I don't know how you'd find it. My oh. name's James. Hi, I don't like video games. Why don't you like them, John Fane? Fucking John Fane. I got more <laughs> followers him on Twitter, though, I'll tell you that much. Well, that's this whole podcast YouTube venture has just been so that one day you could come on the show and say that you have more followers than John Fane, who is an Australian radio personality, everyone, in case you didn't know. <laughs> oh, look, okay, this is one of his latest posts from January 23. He's gone uh, He's gone to Rosebud for the holidays. We were down that way. Very nice. Oh, you were close by. Mistake. Oh, I, could have had a, I, I, I wouldn't recognise him, to be honest. Just do with a beard. You, if you heard me, his voice, though, you probably I would. I would. I'd be like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> he took a photo of a sign that says, uh, new vegan dim sims, only $2. And he wrote, when Brunswick goes to Rosebud for the holidays, very good, John Fane. Vegan jokes. You are well ahead. Oh, no. Everyone, trend. no one makes, no, you can't make fun of vegans anymore because everyone knows they're actually right. Well, it's not only that. It's like, you know how they're like, bloody vegans always going on. You know who goes on more than vegans? Fucking people who don't like vegans. Yeah. They don't shut the fuck up about it. That is so it. true. I'm going to eat more animals, if anything. That is so Good true. For you. My cousin Woody Sampson is vegan and I respect it every day of the week. It's true. So good for the oh, planet. I him with, um, uh, yeah, the Guido guy who was Guido Hatzis. Yes. Oh, what? This is not even a show anymore. This is Tony Moclair. He was on the Crud Show on Triple M. All right. I don't understand any of this. We need to get going. People are people are over this. No, what are you not. talking about? It. 
<laughs> All right, everybody, thanks. If you've got any recommendations, send them in. What was the email again? Suggestedpod.gmail.com. It has been so lovely to chat to you. Uh, come to my live show on the 11th of February. I would love Do to it. see you there. Mosh the, ticks. The room that she booked is too big, so there's still tickets available. Yeah, I know. I now. moved it. It's sold out. Then I moved it to a bigger show. I would love you to room. I would love you to come. <laughs> It'll just be <laughs> echoing. No, no it's not pretty, dire straits. No, it's looking good. But, uh, but yeah, there are there's still, still tickets. There's still tickets yeah. available. So I would cool. love to see you there. All righty. Bye. John Fane. <laughs> he's better than me, Claire. Maybe he is. Probs. I doubt it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 